Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. Well, hey, everybody out there, and welcome to another episode of What's the Wi-Fi Password as we just continue down this road of youth ministry and life and just enjoying what Jesus has for us. You know, This is number three in our podcast uh, interviews, and I'm just so jazzed to continue to be doing this and just so excited that we have the opportunity to be doing this podcast and just putting out good info and good Bible teaching in a world that just needs good youth ministry. And so, like I said, guys, welcome to episode three. My name is Joshua Shively. I'm the youth pastor at Calvary Monterey. Uh, hailing to all you podcasters listening out there from the beautiful Monterey Peninsula. Um, today's podcast, we're going to be talking about what happened in 2019. Like, what the heck happened this year? It just it went by so stinking fast. I think, uh, you know, Albert Einstein was correct that as the world comes to an end, time actually gets shorter. So it actually goes faster. Mm-hmm. And we can go into that in another podcast. <laughs> but today I'm joined <laughs> with my amazing youth ministry team and staff, uh, Miss Tate Dozler. Hi, everybody. And Mr. Andy Cantriva. Hello, how's it going? Uh, as many of you know out there, and if you don't, this is my youth ministry team. Andy is my middle school director, and Tate is my youth ministry coordinator and admin and just all-around sludgehammer. And so she uh, she actually serves with me also in children's ministry, but then brought her into youth just because Andy and I are just two stupid youth guys that need, uh, need some help. And so we've been serving together, and actually this is our first year uh, with all three of us serving like in youth ministry as like actually our jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been the youth pastor here at Calvary for about two and a half years now, uh, overseeing Andy for two years of that prior to Tate. And then you were here, you've been here for three years as the middle school ministry director, right? Correct. Yeah. And then Tate, you were serving as the children's ministry director and elementary school coordinator. And then when I took over that and kind of oversaw that, I brought you into youth. And so this has been the year that we've like really been serving together, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I volunteered in youth mm. just for the past like two years. Yeah, and you but... just did such a good job. I, I had to bring you over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we all have experience in youth in some way, right? Um, in previous podcasts, I've talked about, you know, how I've got a good 14 years experience uh, bivocationally, um, volunteering in youth ministry, running youth ministries, and another job. Um, and this is the first church where I'm actually ordained and pastor and paid. I get a paycheck to be a youth pastor. Um, Tate, like you said, you've served. So you've probably been serving in one way or another in youth ministry for about five years now or so? Four, yeah, mm-hmm. four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, Andy, when did you start like youth ministry type? I mean, that was a good five, six years ago, huh? Yeah, I started serving as a high school leader, so a volunteer high school leader, two weeks after graduating the high school ministry as a high school student. I don't recommend that. No, I don't recommend that either. <laughs> um, it's 
I learned a lot from it, but it's it's hard to be effective when you're so close in age where literally three weeks before you're friends with everyone there and now you're expected to have authority, be a leader, be respected mm-hmm. in that way. So yeah, served in high school for a little over a year and have been serving in middle school for four and a half. Okay. Very cool. All right. So we all have different experiences. We're all kind of walking through this thing called youth ministry together. And so, like I said, we want to talk today about what, what happened this year. Like, what was this year like? And so, you know, the next 30 minutes or so, we'll kind of walk through some failures and successes and some hopes and dreams and tears and joys of youth ministry. Um, it's been an interesting year for sure. And so hopefully we can share that with you. And, and whether you're youth listening or a parent, hopefully you can kind of glean from this and know like kind of what goes into running a healthy and vital youth ministry uh, like we try to do here at Calvary. So uh, let's just get started. So first question I got for you guys today is I want a phrase or a word that describes youth ministry in 2019 for you. A word or a phrase. Which one do you guys want to go first? I'll go. Huh? To me, one word would just be fun. Oh, well, this year <laughs> was a lot of fun for me. I got to step more into high school ministry for the first time, which I said I would never do. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to high schoolers, but I just, I know how I was in high school and I was like, I don't want to lead people mm. that were like me, yeah. <laughs> but it was so much fun. High school was a lot of fun. Middle school was a lot of fun and it, it doesn't feel like my job. Mm. So to me, showing up on youth group nights was just fun every week. It was the highlight of most of my weeks even if I was tired or emotional or whatever, I just, Tuesday nights always ended like being fun, even if I showed up and I wasn't super excited to have a lot of fun. And camps were really fun this year. All the events we did were a lot of fun. So fun. I fun. like that. Okay. Yeah. You're kind of scaring me. I was wondering, uh, wonder what you would say. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we, we definitely promote a heart of being unoffendable with one another. So if, if we're jabbing at each other, it's because we love each other. So yeah. I'm just glad Tate had fun this year. That's, <laughs> that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. What about you, big guy? What what would be your phrase or word? Man, uh, the word I think about, maybe there's a, a better way to put it, like a more articulate way. But I think cemented is a good one. Where 2018 was, was really, Joshua, you're in mine, our first year working together for a full year. Yeah. So when we moved to Tuesday nights, that's when a lot of the leaders that we have now started serving mm-hmm. with the youth ministry. So there's a lot that we started in 2018. And I remember going to 2019, our vision was, all right, I think we've got it pretty good. Let's just like get better at the things that we're doing. Absolutely. And then you were put over children's ministry and we realized, <laughs> well, there's a lot of new stuff that's going to start happening. But sure. I don't think we ever lost or or I don't think we failed to do the cementing in of the things that we were doing before. I think I agree. looking at the camps that we put together, looking at the culture of our leadership team that we have, the small groups that we've been uh, doing with middle school and then high school even before that, I really feel that we cemented in and, and just dug deeper and made firmer the things that we've been doing in youth ministry to make them better. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I agree with both those. It was fun. We definitely did cement. I like that. <laughs> cement. Um, I would definitely say that, that 2019 was was unexpected. That, that's, mm. that would be kind of the word. Um, and I don't mean unexpected in a in a bad way, because yeah, as, as we've 
we've kind of alluded to taking over a full Calvary or children's ministry was, was a big, you know, overseeing it. I mean, really I didn't have to take over Tate and, and the other staff have doing a, been doing a fantastic job, but really overseeing it added to the workload and added to, to responsibilities, but unexpected in a way where, where the vision and the heart that we had for 2019, like through the working of the spirit through just staying consistent, um, brought a lot of concrete, you know, brought mm-hmm. a lot of that foundation and brought a lot of fun. I mean, we, we got to do four solid camps through the year, two winter camps and two summer camps. I mean, our outings every month were creative and they were exciting. Uh, our, our, um, devotional groups every other on Sunday mornings have continued to grow and mature, uh, us meeting with, with kids, us meeting with our leaders. Um, and, and really one of the highlights is probably our small groups on Tuesdays. And that was just such an unexpected, uh, bundle of fruit <laughs> where I just thought, you know, with every other thing that we have going on, um, and also, you know, just to kind of add to that, Tate and Andy also have part-time jobs in other places. And so they are not full-time at the church. And so it's like with, with being pulled in so many other places, but yet having this unexpected bundle of fruit within our small groups was just such a, such a pleasure and just such a, a, a neat thing to, to see. And it really was a working of the spirit as, um, we just loved on and just created a consistent environment. It wasn't just the students that were flourishing. It was our small group leaders. It was our volunteers. Yeah. Uh, and we've got close to 20 volunteers um, between middle school and high school that are consistently showing up and doing what they feel called to do. So definitely unexpected is what mm-hmm. I, would, I would say this year was for me. Um, but a good uh, unexpected, you know. And, and that's just youth ministry. I don't think we can ever fully expect what every Tuesday night, yeah. you know, maybe we'll have to do a podcast just on stories, just youth group stories, things you find in the bathroom after youth group or, you know, things like, oh, like just gosh. like, <laughs> or just like things kids say or things kids spill or things, you know, leaders say that you have to confront them on afterward or something like that. Right. We should have a podcast on that. But, you know, just, just looking at 2019, you know, I think in, in a whole, it was just such a year of like unexpected fruit. There were just so many little bundles of fruit, just watching the Holy Spirit do his thing and, and work in people's lives. And, and yeah, it brought a whole lot of fun. And I think it did build a foundation even outside of our being able to like really pay attention to it. And, uh, and so that's neat. Well, thanks guys for sharing that. Uh, so next question, what was a youth ministry failure in 2019? What's a place that you feel either you fell in youth ministry or we failed as like a, a youth ministry team? So with that, are you looking for like a specific story or maybe something that was more uh, drawn out than like, oh, we had this crazy thing that happened? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, what do you, I don't know. What do you got? I, I could give one of each. Uh, <laughs> you can do it in five can, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I can do it in five minutes. I think um, to do a specific story first. Uh, I remember at winter camp this last year as we were getting ready to go, you know, um, we're putting all this stuff together, planning vehicles. I remember we, Joshua, you and I had to take basically an entire day the day before we left for camp to deal with rental cars, figure out what was going on there. So all this stuff went into it. And there was one because we're at winter camp over a weekend, we're gone on Sunday morning. And we usually do a Sunday morning middle school service. And since I was out, pretty much our whole leadership team was out. 90% of our students are at camp. We don't hold a Sunday morning middle school service. 
So we communicate that to the parents, email all that stuff. But there was one step that I forgot about. You're remembering yeah, yeah, where I'm yeah, going yeah, with this, yeah. uh-huh. which was to print out a sign that said no middle school service today and put it on the door of the youth room. Well, I forgot to do that part. <laughs> so there wasn't the sign there. And there was a student who was going to our youth ministry at the time who was on the autism spectrum. And his dad just dropped him off and sent him on upstairs. And apparently he went upstairs, saw no one was there, kind of bebopped around for a minute. Who knows what he did. Who knows? Came downstairs, went into the sanctuary, couldn't find his dad, and just sat down. As I said, he's on the autism spectrum. So he's making noises. He's moving around in interesting ways. And it took, I know... One of our pastors, who was like the campus pastor on that Sunday, and our safety team, and our facilities coordinator, took all of them, pulling them out of service, talking to them, trying to figure out what to do. And so it, it worked out to be this, you know, pretty big deal for one Sunday morning service. Yeah, we heard all, about that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, all because of one lapse in memory, one oversight of, oh, it's not that important of... <laughs> putting up a, a little sign on the door. So that's a specific event. To be a bit more general, I think one thing that I wish we did more of, or I wish I personally did more of, is just like a one-on-one discipleship with students. Hmm. Joshua, you said something earlier today of like, I've got, I've got too much ministry to do to spend time with you. It's kind yeah. of like a joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there, there was a little bit of that, at least for me personally, mm-hmm. where I wish I wish I put more priority in just pouring into the students one-on-one or in smaller groups outside of the schedule, like Sunday, Tuesday, camps, events. I wish I had yeah. more time just to, to grab a burger or, you know, hang out and play Mario Kart with a couple guys or mm-hmm. do something more like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Thanks for sharing that, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Tate? <laughs> I think as a whole, it felt like, and so I'm a planner and a mm-hmm. coordinator and an admin person. So I just felt like we were always doing things week of or day <laughs> of. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to be more ahead and more planned a little bit or just like, so because of that, I feel like little details, we couldn't really be about the details. Mm. So it wasn't that things didn't happen well or think events weren't amazing, but I'm in the like making things beautiful and welcoming yeah. <laughs> and warm. And that's hard to do when you're doing everything like week of day of, because there's just so much on our plates that it didn't feel like, like we could only do what the day held, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or what the weekend held. So I think it's not a huge fail, but just something where I definitely want to grow in mm. and get better at. And some of that's not even in our own control. You know, like youth ministry is one part of the church. Mm -hmm. So we are working in conjunction with all these other gears and moving pieces of the church. So sometimes we can be as planned as we want to be, but Mm -hmm. then we got to shift because of other things shifting in the church. So um, a personal like failure for me would have just been, 
Yeah, I because I took on that second job. So I do I work full time here, but then I also have a part time job. Mm. Um, She's a rock star. (laughs) Yeah. So I work an insane amount of time during the week. So I didn't get that one on one time that Andy was talking about with kids. And so I know that um, it's more me being hard on myself, but I would have loved to just have somehow been able to spend more one on one time with the Mm. girls and hosting more specific girl events i know that that was like the plan but that just didn't happen because Mm -hmm. of scheduling and stuff so i would have loved i just felt like a fail in giving the girls exactly like what i think girls want to do and have fun with Mm -hmm. um as far as events goes so but there's 2020 and i'm looking forward to it but yeah those would be my like quote-unquote failures okay it's not too bad yeah you know, when Andy was talking, I was trying to think of a story, right? But right. Like, there's just, there's a lot of them. Um, I, mean, uh, I couldn't think of a specific, yeah, like, super fail. I think I block them out, dude. Like, yeah. You know, there's, like, the big ones, but that was a pretty big failure. That was a pretty good one. I think, yeah. you know, Andy, just like as you're starting in youth ministry and you, like, you're, you know, running as a director, you like a minute, you know, a middle school ministry, those things are more like such a learning experience for you, you know? Oh, totally. Not necessarily a failure as much as just like, Oh yeah, I won't do that again. Yeah, you know? right. Um, definitely a failure. So I mean, if there's a story, I was I would think that same camp. You know, where we were just having such a struggle trying to either charter a bus. Like our group was too big to to rent vans, um, but like chartering a bus for that long of a drive for a winter camp would have been it was just an insane amount of money. We just weren't prepared for it, um, and so we had rented vans and we almost got in that car wreck. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, and you were driving. You were driving the big van, and it scared it scared the living daylights out of me. Yeah, and that's where we decided, like, all right, we're chartering a bus. Like for these long drives yeah. from now, we are chartering a bus. Like this is just too many cars, too many variables. Yeah, you know that just could have been that could have been such a deal breaker for so many parents if you had wrecked that van with that many kids in there. Yeah. Well, and not because you're a bad driver. It was because of the Uh, other drivers on the road. Thanks, Dave. I was going to make that clarification. (laughs) That's being very clear. Andy is a very good driver. It wasn't (laughs) almost a wreck because I did something wrong. It was not a wreck because I did something really well. Exactly. There you go. go. (laughs) That was good. That was good. Um, Yeah. So there's there's little things that are, you know, they're failures with their learning curves, you know? Um, but definitely as a whole in 2019, like I also feel like I failed again, our seniors, right? That's something Mm. that I just want to do so much better. Um, we focused huge amounts into our fourth, fifth graders coming into that middle school. I think our middle school ministry is just, I mean, your leaders right now, you guys working together. It's just, you guys are such a great team. Um, I love my high school leaders right now and it is, it's just kind of this, this fluid machine that's just kind of running. Um, but something where we really dropped the ball was our, our seniors mm-hmm. and we had three solid seniors graduate, um, this last year and they're all still around. And so like, I get to see them and they, they show up every once in a while. Um, but like, we just didn't get to celebrate them. Right. And so, you know, looking forward to 2020, that's one of the things we have on the calendar is a senior event that we want to do and really love on these seniors and show them like, Hey, we care about you and thank you for, yeah. you know, but it kind of goes back to mind, like the planning. It just yeah. felt like we were always just getting by for the month. So it's like, mm-hmm. what do we have to do this month? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't a have to, it kind of had to go yeah, you know, to the wayside. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's hard because we did really try to make something fluid but just something gave and it was our seniors. And so right. that's, that's where I feel like I failed this year where 
Like that's like, and that should, I think as a youth pastor overseeing, it's like, I'm the, I should be that last door. You know, mm-hmm. I should be that last exit piece, whether, you know, and celebrating. I did get him a little gift, like, like, like an Oswald Chambers, um, utmost for his highest devotional. I wrote him a letter each and, and I have kept in contact with him. I, you know, handed him over to Riley, our young adults, you know, leader and, and that group. And then after that, like, I don't have much control, but I still feel like we could have done more, you know? Yeah. So, um, definitely, definitely. So that's where I feel like I want to grow and where something I failed this year, but yeah, all kinds of stories. We'll have that have a podcast on just like youth stories. Um, maybe even going back to when we were in youth group. You oh know? yeah. Oh, I have plenty of those stories. Yeah. All right. So next one is what was a success in youth ministry in 2019? What was a, what was a success? I think our camps were a huge success. Amen. Yeah. Um, I just loved, we, we ran the middle school summer camp, mm-hmm. meaning our church put it on, hosted other churches coming. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, w- it was great. Yeah. And our high school camp was so great. I didn't go to, to high school winter camp, but I only heard good things about mm-hmm. it and the pictures looked great. So I'm just really happy with the way we run camps. Mm-hmm. I think we're the right team to run camps. <laughs> I, I, it's one of, is a dream that I had actually like to be able to run camps like this. So, yeah. um, I feel like so honored that God saw that little part of my heart and was like, has gifted me that mm-hmm. in this current season of life. Because I remember thinking in high school, like I want to run camps at the time. I thought it might be like a summer camp or something, mm-hmm. but I just, I love events and that sort of thing. So I love the way we do camps. I think they're a huge success. And I know that because kids want to go every year. And it's the thing they talk yeah, about yeah. all year long, like mm-hmm. waiting to go to camp again. Their parents are asking so, for dates. Like right. Yeah. Months. Their parents are yeah. asking for dates like a year in advance. Cause if their kid misses camp, they're going to be dead. So yeah, <laughs> yeah they want to make plan their family trips around it. Like that's amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So camps for sure were a huge success. Definitely. That's good. What about you, Andy? I think I'm going to steal the answer that I think you're going to give Joshua. That's okay. I can find another one. Um, which is our leadership teams. Yeah. Like the culture that we've built up and the camaraderie we've built up with our volunteer teams. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Like mm-hmm. when we had our Christmas party this last Sunday night with our volunteer leaders or even just last night after the final youth group of the year and we're kind of just hanging out, telling jokes, like goofing off. And it's fun. Like we, we click together really well. Yeah. And everyone who's on our leadership team has a place in being there. Like people don't just kind of like sneak on and like hang out in the backgrounds for a few months and then disappear. Like this team, like everyone who's on our team is valuable to the team. Mm. They're contributing. We are blessed when they're there and we miss them when they have to take a night or a week off. And a lot of that I really feel comes from the work that we've done from the top down to build up a strong leadership team, Mm. you know, doing our debriefs on Tuesday nights, Mm -hmm. having a once a month or, or we try to do once a month with the leader lunches and communicating with them, giving them responsibility and tasks. And then, um, you know, it's not all us because they're stepping up to the plate and hitting home runs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessing. I've like, I think we, for the first time, uh, this last week, we're having a conversation where it was like, you know, I don't remember the last time that I was like, 
we really need another middle school girl leader. Yeah. Like we've just been solid for months now. And um, that's, I think that's a picture of the work we're doing in building the team. But I think it's also, and especially a picture of just the quality of leaders that we have and mm. the incredible work that they're doing week in and week out. Yeah, no, I would absolutely agree. Uh, multiple levels in that. Um, you know, and, and looking back at this year, when I look at 2019, uh, you know, I would, I would agree. Like camps was my all time, like favorite, like rocking four camps, hosting two of those, uh, was just so much fun. It really was. And, and, you know, I think part of our heart and our vision is to build these things and watch other people enjoy them. So Mm -hmm. inviting these other churches, uh, a lot of them, smaller churches, you know, that, that are trying to scrape together the kids and the leaders and just going, Hey, how can we help you? Like how, like, what can we do so you can come to this camp? Uh, I think it was just awesome. I think it was a huge success. And I also agree with Andy, um, just our leadership team. And I, and so I would say what I think a great success or huge success for 2019 was in our youth ministry was our consistency, Mm. um, despite, which I think plays into all those things, you know? Um, and I think even on top of that kind of adding, as Tate was saying, like, yeah, there were some months we were going like month by month. I think having the ability to say no to certain things though, too, Mm -hmm. showed like a healthiness because we could have said yes to a lot of things and I think could have killed ourselves even more than we did in some of those months. Um, but to say no to certain things, to, to even let down the kids a little bit and to say, I'm sorry, but like, we just can't do this event. Um, or like, I don't have any leaders for this event. (laughs) They're all gone this weekend. I can't take 30 kids to a hockey game, you know? Um, or, you know, I even look at you guys where I, I could have said, Tate and Andy, I need you guys to go to that hockey game, but looking at you guys and looking at your, your, your schedule and what you've worked that week and looking at your faces and your eyes just going, go have a Friday night off. No, yeah. you're not. We're just going to cancel the event. Um, so I think the consistency and also the ability and the healthiness to say no to things. Right. Um, I think just so played together. And we may have let some kids down. We may have, you know, I, one kid last night at youth group, had, he had to make, you know, he, I, you know who you are out there too. You know, he had to <laughs> let me know. He had to let me know like, hey, all the things that fell through the cracks this year. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there were like three things that fell through the cracks this year. Like, come on, man. But I just, I personally think that those things were such a success this year, despite how busy and what everything else that was going on within our lives, you know? Well, I think a thing that you said over and over again this year was, let's keep it simple. How can we make it simple? Mm -hmm. Let's keep it simple. (laughs) And as like, it's not annoying at all, but that has stuck with us this Mm -hmm. year. And I think it's helped us. Keep the main thing, the main thing, which the main thing is those Tuesday nights. It's youth group night. So yeah, events are fun. Events are great, a great time to socialize and be together Mm -hmm. and um, hang out. But what we really are after are those Tuesday nights and we didn't miss a Tuesday night. Nope. You know, so we didn't have to cancel any Tuesday nights. (laughs) So yeah, we kept it simple. But even on that, like we were faithful to do end of the month Tuesdays, Mm -hmm. making them big and fun every month. And... Yeah, so we kept it simple, and I think some years of ministry, like, that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, God's not looking for you to build entire kingdoms every year, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree. That's why I love, like, how we just ended. Last night was our last youth group for 2019, and it was just, just a normal youth group night. Yeah. It was. We just finished strong. We loved on the kids. We had a good 30-plus in both groups, and all that it's about the numbers, but our core group kids are showing up. Our leaders were there and it was just, it was just another solid youth group night. And the kids know when January 7th rolls around, and that's when we pick up again in, in 2020, 
it's it's gonna be another solid youth group night and i just think that is such a huge success and a slam dunk within this ministry um that's so cool guys you're just like warming my heart like josh's ticker is just like <laughs> feeling so good right now oh, um i might i might he's almost cried three times this week i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> our christmas party t- you almost did it to me you almost did um they watered a little bit Ooh. yeah not last night though i don't know maybe maybe a little bit we got one of the kids made a scrapbook uh for for me and my wife and my kids and that was pretty special that was yeah, pretty special that was sweet. all right so last question all right what's a vision that you have for 2020 and this can be like i'll let you guys go like either a little bit personal life because that does play so much into our ministry um, but also for like your section of ministry and kind of where where god has kind of put you in this place Tate, you go first. <laughs> yeah, I do a word of the year. Well, I have done them. I ha- actually didn't do them for the last couple of years, but I decided to do one this year. And it's not like a typical word that I think most people would have, but my word is run. Mm. And to me, that really means to press in, like to dig deeper, um, to kind of pound the pavement is what I envision. Like I'm just going to pick up the pace. Like and... That. I think in oh, it's, which is funny because I feel like in Christian culture right now, you're hearing the message of slow down, rest, breathe, which I think that's true. But I've been doing that personally for like the past two years. So I just feel God telling me like, OK, you can run again, like it's time to run again. And so and I actually think I'm going to physically start running. So maybe saying it on this podcast Goodness will um, <laughs> hold me accountable. But I feel that too. It's like not just a spiritual thing. It's like a physical thing. But for youth ministry, to me, that means um, just digging deeper in youth ministry, like making the time when I did my five priorities like list for 2020 in my planner and my new planner. I One of my top priorities is like number three, it's youth ministry. Like I want to be all in with youth mm-hmm. ministry. I want to be all in for the girls and I want to be available to them. And even for the guys too. I love my youth guys, mm-hmm. the kids that are guys. So <laughs> I, yeah, I want to be all in. I want to run a little harder and press in and challenge myself. Just to me, running is challenging physically. And so I want to step out of my comfort zone and hang out with the kids that aren't necessarily as easy to hang out with because maybe they're shy or Mm. maybe we just don't click as easily. So it's going in that route, but it's also doing things that I don't always do like playing different games or I don't know, just being up for whatever like this year holds. Um, but yeah, so my vision is just to grow, do things better and better, bigger and better, Mm. um, (laughs) make things stronger, make the camp stronger, make small groups stronger, um, and just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Not giving up. Yeah. I love where Jeremiah talks about, you know, there's a season for tearing down a season for building up for planting for, you know, for uprooting. And those are all different seasons of life. Right. So yeah, if your season is one to run, sis, and yeah, yeah, just get you in the gym, start powerlifting with me. Oh gosh, Let's yeah, do it, Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, Andy, what about you, man? Vision yeah. for twenty twenty, dude. I think my big middle school ministry vision for twenty twenty is I want to help lead the students in learning what it looks like to follow Jesus. Um, I think our church is absolutely excellent at teaching the Bible and at teaching about who Jesus is, 
about as our church mission statement is making Jesus famous, mm. right? We're all about seeing Jesus famous in the hearts of the people that come to our church and our community, our world. And we've done that very well with the students in our youth ministry, especially if they've been going up through Calvary Kids and hearing the Bible taught every single Sunday. So a lot of our students, they they know what it means to be a Christian, yeah. right? They know a lot of the beliefs, a lot of the doctrine, and definitely, like, it's important to, to keep hammering that away, and we're going to keep doing that, no doubt, with the middle schoolers. But I really feel the Lord putting on my heart that what our middle schoolers need is to learn what it looks like to live that, to live a life where you're trying to follow Jesus. And, you know, we can tell them all the time, hey, you should read your Bible, you should pray, you should honor your father and mother, you should love your friends, love your enemies, you should, you know, look at this type of stuff and not at this type of stuff, right? This is good things for Christians to do. But I know for a lot of them, it, it, there's a disconnect. There's there's mm. some separation between learning and practicing. And actually doing, yeah. Yeah. And so one of my visions for 2020 and something that I'm currently working on, I know I was having a conversation, Tate, with you earlier today about this, is how do we organize youth group around helping them practice what it means to be a Christian, mm. helping them not just hear a bunch of information about what Ephesians chapter four says, but having them open up a passage like that and look at what does this mean for my life? Is God speak like is his word actually speaking to me here? Am I actually interacting with the living God as I do this? Mm-hmm. What 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 should I change about my life? What practices practices should I take on? What should I let go of? So in terms of in ministry, I really really uh, feel that that angle of discipleship and and leading the students into living out a life of following Jesus is a big priority of mine. Hmm. Um, The personal life, man, I I feel like you tell me what my vision for my personal life is. (laughs) I'm a a life coach. (laughs) I charge by the day. Yeah. Um, No. No. you know, I mean, I just want I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to grow towards healthiness in all areas of my life. Um, mm. I feel like throughout my life I've kind of grown disproportionately in some ways over others. I'm a five on the Enneagram, so I'm like very much growing in like knowledge, very much growing in like, oh, I want to learn things, I'm curious, I'm interested, but I've kind of neglected like growing physically. Uh, not that I'm still like a 15 year old physically, no. but just that's not a priority of mine. Um, I also want to grow in being more adventurous and taking more risk and being willing to put my neck out there and say, I'm not comfortable doing this. I'm not guaranteed to succeed at doing this, but I'm going to try it. Okay. And I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to step out there. I like that. I'm going to write that down, Andy. Take yeah, I, a risk. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you're talking about that as your vision for 2020 because it's a total nod to both in your personal life and in the ministry to our podcast episode 
number two about discipline. Mm -hmm. Like we really, like I hear what you're saying is like, we want students to know how to do life with Jesus, right? Like every single day, how are, how is Jesus changing your day, like your life? So I think that's so cool. And just right on of like, I see God aligning us all in that way mm-hmm. um, with that common goal. And I think that's what we need. Like we need actual, real, practical mm-hmm. how and why Jesus, you know, um, you can get teachings now on the internet. Like you can thousands, millions of teachings mm-hmm. from tons of people. And so, yes, we need to keep teaching the Bible and keep teaching the word um, in context but I think the more we can be real and honest about how we are actually doing that in our lives and show kids and students how to do that, it's just going to make for stronger believers and more mature believers in the faith. Mm. I love it. It's good stuff. You know, I would say for my, my vision for 2020 in youth ministry and kind of in life would be to, to, be, to be better, you know, and I haven't quite written down my five, you know, my five uh, priorities yet. Um, our pastor Nate just put his out to us pastors. We're going to sit down and talk about it tomorrow. Um, and I want to do that, but like, I feel like there's a lot of uncertainties and what I feel like in my life right now is cause I've been doing youth ministry, you know, for coming up on 15 years, my wife and I will be married coming up on 13 years. I got a 12 year old daughter, almost 10 year old son. I'm just like, there's a lot of news in my life, right? A lot of new, um, my wife and I are really working on um, bettering our finances. You know, so that's a big thing, a big discipline that we're working in. Um, I want to continue to be healthy and saying yes to the right things and no to the right things. Um, but through all that, it's like, I just want to keep getting better. You know, I don't want to become stagnant. I don't want to become um, like just melancholy, man. Like, I just don't think this life is is a place that we just need to be like normal (laughs) like like there's too much happening in the world around us there's too much in that's just like in our culture and secularism for us as christians and to be specifically in youth ministry to just be normal and Mm. i just want to be better i just do and so i don't know if that's my mission statement for 2020 i don't know what that means um i know the lord has really been working on my heart in that that it's just like like 2019 i felt like i was just keeping it simple, you know, like you were saying. And so just trying to like, just make things happen, be consistent, but I just feel, and, and maybe this is, you know, I don't know if it's the spirit or what, but like, I want to do better in 2020. And so I just, I want to better myself. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's just, you know, so maybe in six months when we do one of these interviews, we can be like, oh man, we are sucking at this. Like, how do we, like, we have not done a good job <laughs> or maybe we'll in six months ago, man, like, all right, how are we going to make this even better in the second half of 2020? Um, but I just thank you guys in so many ways that Jesus is calling us to life and life to the full. And whether it is a year of rest or a year of uprooting and building, or whether it's a year of just like, man, I just need to like make myself a whole person. Like wherever we find ourselves, I think Jesus is always calling us deeper. He's always calling us greater. Uh, one of my favorite C.S. Lewis quotes is how he talks about Jesus moves into us. You know, he moves into like this little shack that's us, you know, and we figure, oh, he's going to kind of rearrange some furniture, kind of maybe remodel a little bit, but he starts knocking down walls and building a second wing and a third and fourth story. And we're like, hey, hey, stop. Like, all I wanted was this little shack. And Jesus is like, no, I'm, I'm a king and I'm going to build a mansion because I intend to live here. Mm-hmm. And it just makes us better and better and draws us deeper into mm-hmm. 
And I just think that's such a cool place to be. And so, you know, as we finish up this podcast, I just want like a quick answer from you guys. Why do you love youth ministry? Andy, why do you love youth ministry? You can say you don't, but I don't <laughs> man, I'll share the thing that's getting me right now. Cause there's a lot of reasons why I love youth ministry, but if it's one thing I saw it again on Tuesday night is I just love these students. Mm. Like I'm so blessed to be able to be a leader to them, be able to, to share God's word with them and just to hang out with them. Like they're, they're fun. These middle schoolers. And I was particularly thinking about our eighth graders right now who will be graduating in late May. And they're the group that were came in as sixth graders when I came on staff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about them and it's like, man, they're great. Like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss them a lot, and I really want to make the most of these last six months. Mm. Very nice. Oh, you Tate, why do you love youth ministry? It's hard to sum it up into like one reason. I think I love it because to me it just feels real, mm-hmm. you know, and it it is real, like kids are honest students are honest and in (laughs) oh gosh yeah just my a lot of my life was full I was a liar and then I've been lied to a lot and I feel like I just wanted I just crave like authentic real people Mm -hmm. and students are that and so I appreciate that about youth ministry. (laughs) I appreciate that the unconditional love that happens. I don't think that happens at every youth group. So for our youth group in particular, like I love our youth group and our youth ministry because we, I feel like love each other and we have created an environment of belonging and I really didn't have that in high school and middle school. Mm -hmm. And I felt kind of out of place. I had amazing youth leaders, but I always felt like I was the only kid trying to follow Jesus. And I don't see that from our youth group. I feel like a lot, the majority of them want to follow Jesus. And that just gives me a lot of hope (laughs) and a lot of joy and a lot of love. Yeah. A lot of love and peace and it keeps me wanting to be real and truthful and honest. Mm. And so that's why I love youth ministry. I love, <laughs> I love it for the cams. I love it for the kids. I love it for a lot of reasons, but I think just above all else, like the love that I experience and I get to give. Mm. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, we are so blessed to have the privilege to serve in a ministry like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, and it's real. These kids are actually brutally honest sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, just to finish out, you guys, I love youth ministry because of you guys. Because mm. I get to, I get to disciple and pour into what God has poured into me and taught me, you know, over these years, and I just get to help the next generation of youth leaders and mm-hmm. people who are going to be running youth ministry and directing, you know, camps and all those things. Whatever, whatever is next, I get to be a part of that, and I'm. And that just gives me such a joy to help build something that that you guys and whoever else is involved gets to you know enjoy and just experience. So yeah, it's a it's a blessing. It sure is. And so yeah, as we finish this year, as we finish this decade, oh my gosh, as we look forward to 2020, that's gonna be weird to say 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I'm just excited for what God has. And yeah. so everybody out there, just thanks for being a part of this podcast. Um, you can check us out at our Instagram at YM Calvary. Uh, you can email me at joshuascalvary.com. Uh, and uh, if you like this podcast, I'm going to keep saying it. Leave a review. Gosh, <laughs> darn it. No. <laughs> then we got one written review and seven, star, yeah, seven five-star reviews. So that's awesome. That's good. Um, but leave a review. And uh, I think, in yeah, starting in the new year, we'll do some swag giveaway, uh, like yeah, Tate suggested last, uh, last podcast. But yeah, everyone out there, Ooh. Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, Happy New Year, guys. We love you. And uh, yeah, just keep um, keep pushing on into Jesus, guys. See you next time. Calvary Monterey's Youth Ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite. <laughs>